0: Listening to the ACB
1: Advocacy Update.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. So this is Claire, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist here with the American Council of the Blind, also with Mister
0: Clark Rockfall, Director of Advocacy <laughs> and Governmental Affairs for ACB. Thanks to everyone who is listening via the podcast, streaming, downloading, giving us those reviews, and subscribing, of course as well as everyone listening over ACB radio. And as always, you can find out more about ACB on our website at www.acb.org.
2: Very nice. Um, So this week, we are excited to talk about a pretty new project here at ACB um, that our very own Tony Stevens has helped to spearhead. Um, our new blog that we're really uh, excited to talk about. So to start our blog today, or excuse me, not our blog, already have blog on my mind. To start our podcast today, we're gonna start with Mr. Stevens, and then we're gonna go on to talk to two other members of ACB who have um, helped to uh, really work on our new blog. So it is a three-part episode with several different experiences and views of the blog. But I think the best way to kick it off is with our very own Tony Stevens. Cause like I said, he's really been the, the lead on the project. I was trying to think of some great analogy but I got nothing. Um, so Tony, I, I wanna say introduce yourself but everybody knows who the awesome Tony is. But um, why don't you do a quick little intro just for those who don't know you.
3: I thought I'd do it in three-part harmony since you said
2: it. Before. Ooh, please!
3: Hello, hello, hello. Um, hi, Claire. Hey, Clark. So it's Tony Stevens, director of development for the American Council of the Blind, based here in lovely Alexandria, Virginia.
2: Oh, I like the accent going on.
3: I was trying to go very Virginian. I don't know if that was Virginian. Uh, Is that what Virginian sound went like? A bit
0: closer to like David Attenborough. Oh, well, I'll take that. Yeah, sure possibly mix it in with like a little uh keith richards yeah.
3: um uh, pirates of the caribbean I, keith Richards. i live in baltimore so yeah. i should be like a tame or baltimore so i don't know
2: that was yeah, almost national, sounding a baltimore, little like I'm australian
3: yet, so yeah it does sound anyways <laughs> yes hi it's tony pleasure i hope everyone's having a nice day or evening whenever you're listening to this
2: so Tony, tell us a little bit about the blog, kind of from the 30,000 foot level. What is the blog? What's the name? What's the intent? Um, I, I, I called you in my notes, the mastermind behind the blog. So as the mastermind, what is, what is this thing we're doing? I like
3: to think of myself as the mastermind of anything, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, champion perhaps, because in a sense, Ooh. the whole concept is being a champion for our members, but not just our members, but really. Anybody who's blind or visually impaired, and, and, you know, it was born out of a realization in March and April that, wow, these are historic times, and we were having real challenges starting to trickle up in this brave new world of social distancing, and in that space, you know, it was kind of a a desire. I came in on board as the new development director. Folks may remember when I was holding Clark's hat a couple years ago as director of advocacy and government affairs before taking a year off. And coming back as Development Director, you know, my whole sort of passion and love has always been storytelling. I got my degrees in journalism and worked in radio for a while, but I just love stories. And knowing that these were historic times and that this was something that, that, you know, how can we capture this? And thinking back to my days when I was working in sort of non-commercial public radio 20-something years ago, right after 9-11, they had the whole story core come out, uh, which was a, a project to get audio stories. So it enters in Anthony Corona, who we brought in as an intern in late spring, uh, who has a, a wealth of experience and writing experience and journalism experience. And, you know, just a general desire to try to find a way that we could we could give people a voice. How do we empower people? And how do we capture these stories? And, you know, we had talked about it several ways, but a blog kept, kept coming up as an idea uh, to really sort of be a, a a house or a space where people could have their voices and they could live in a sense indefinitely. I I remember getting into blogging oh, like almost twenty years ago. What was about twenty years ago? The first time I ever, ever blogged it was before even really blogs were blogs. But you know you would go and you would create a whole new website page essentially and put an article up and and you know it wasn't real time syndication RSS feeds yet, which is how blogs kind of work. But the idea was that you would have these these stories and experiences of life as Americans were blind, and from our members, from those of us that work sort of in the circle, as it were, of ACB, and from leadership, but really anybody. I mean, the blog is, is the idea is, and it's called ACB Voices, and so if you go to acbvoices.org, A-C-B-V-O-I-C-E-S dot O-R-G, you can come across the blog, and it is. You know, at this point, it's a space as, as coming in as directed development, you know, my whole privy is sort of marketing and communications for the organization, relationship building. But, as you know, one of the things we're recognizing as well is we need some way to kind of bring together what are essentially are a lot of communication points. We have our podcast. We have our radio. We have press releases. We have lists. We have the community, the community Facebook page we have so many ways to engage people and, and it's literally exploded around COVID-19 and just being able to find new ways to engage people that the blog in a sense could also sort of be a, a an intersection a place where uh, or maybe a rest stop a place where all these different communication channels could kind of rest their hat and take take a load off for a while and find a way to to, to get information to people if, if you want to find out about what's going on with convention you go to the blog if you want to hear the stories and what Anthony and and Matt will tell you Later in the in the podcast, then you can go to the blog if you want to, you know, find out about what's going on with community. The idea is that all these things will somewhat intersect at the blog, and it's a place at the core, though I think where our voices can be sort of empowered, and you hear more than just you know myself or you, Claire or Clark, or the podcast or you, but you start hearing from just everyday people anywhere in the world uh, that want to weigh in, in in the country or anywhere else. They just want to weigh in and share their experience. Tony, that's such a great point. And
0: the name, ACB Voices, the key part there to me is that voices is plural, that S on the end, right? Because ACB is not this big monolithic beehive with groupthink and everyone acting and doing the same thing. Uh, and, God. This, and this blog provides uh, amplification and the platform for our members' voices. The voices of ACB members. Um, I I just think that that is incredible because it shows the diversity of our members. It shows the diversity of thought within our community. Uh, Newsflash: not all blind people are the same, and we don't think the same, and we don't have the same priorities or the same interests. Uh, so hugely
3: different, yeah. I mean, and that, the idea is to try to capture those experiences and show the breadth and diversity that's within. I mean, you know, I think after George Floyd and and the Black Lives Matter movement, especially what happened in Kenosha a few days ago, you know, we need to, we need to make sure that all voices are heard, but particularly voices from people of color, African-Americans, Latinos, native Americans. those, those alone are three populations that are significantly impacted by blindness due to the Mm -hmm. fact that 33 million Americans have diabetes and roughly 10 million of them alone. Are you know at risk with uh, diabetic retinopathy lurking in the darkness in the back of their eyes, uh, you know it is it is a big concern amongst communities of color blindness and these are voices we don't hear from enough. You guys did an excellent podcast. Go back in the archives and check it out. if those didn't hear the podcast you all did after uh, the George Floyd and Minneapolis you know sort of a, a, awakening that we had um, with Kenneth and and who was it, Sasha? What was for Valencia. Valencia, Valencia? Thank you, with <laughs> Kenneth and Valencia that was an excellent way to get voices out. How do we find so many more of those voices out there that, that in a sense are, are, haven't yet been empowered? And if it's, if it's people of color, um, if it's anybody I think across the board from blindness, there, there are areas and concerns of daily life that can, I think in a lot of ways, be eye-opening for people, but also to just historically where we are now, uh, something that we can have 10 years from now to, to go back to is my hope of what this will be. And just be able to say, wow, this is what life was like 10 years ago for Americans who are blind. And maybe, hopefully, it's, it's light years different 10 years from now if I had my little future hat on.
2: So, Tony, I feel like you're kind of already answering the next thing I was going to answer. But what are your goals for um, ACB Voices in six months, in one year, in five years, in 10 years? What do you hope to see um, kind of evolve over time and the impact that the blog will have on our community, but, you know, communities at large as well?
3: we intentionally started it to be organic we'll be doing a harder launch on you know when this comes out i guess on september 3rd is the date for this i guess is that right Mm -hmm. um close enough enough. so you know on september 1st we had a, a a much harder push than our july 13th sort of soft launch but my hope is that more and more people can can learn about it but that more and more people can be inspired to be a part of it the whole idea is that this is this is an equalizer for our voices And it's a a place where people that maybe feel like their voices have been heard can go to have their voice heard as well as just to learn or information. I mean, what is your life like? What is your experience like? If you wanna give a cooking recipe that you have found during COVID-19, it's been outstanding. If you wanna talk about transportation and how how hard it's been around COVID-19, or just your own life. If you're a person that's newly blind or someone who's been blind since birth, we are extremely diverse. And so what are those snapshots? What are those questions? And the idea is that you tag it and that we start creating the more content we get the more these clouds sort of bubble up to the surface and whatever the biggest clouds are based on tags uh then that means you can go in and you can kind of parse through and search and just get a lot of narrative uh in stories and my hope is that you know as we go out and i get the lovely job of getting to brag about ACB and all of its members and all the people we get to touch and reach and aren't even our members people don't even know we exist yet but I get to go out and brag about blindness and how it can be changed for the better and how the world can be better because of it. So, you know, my hope is too, this'll help in our work. We do externally in just capturing the experiences and being able to use it as a barometer you know, any good sailor has a barometer on a ship that tells them what the weather is and what conditions you need to have to go out and sail effectively through stormy weather. Uh, we're in stormy weather these days. And so, you know, the blog in a sense, my hope is a goal. You know, six months. I think build it up, get a lot of content on, let these bubbles start to rise to the surface, and then it sort of becomes a barometer too of just how we can get it a pulse on, you know, so that we know, uh, as those working here in Washington, what, who are we representing? What are the things that matter most to them?
0: I'm excited because just in a few more months, Claire, we we will have a lot more voting stories
2: yes, that we, will. we
0: can share. That we'll be able to share with policymakers, with state affiliates, saying, "Hey, this is what uh, you know." Claire Stanley from Maryland had to say about accessible voting, November 2020.
3: Well, that's what's great. I mean, we are the American Council of the Blind, and and while not every American who is blind or visually impaired is a member, uh, you know, we we focus on all Americans. And what's great about the blog is it is truly a snapshot of American life. It's not just one perspective, but it gets to bring together this perspective. So you get those many stories that to the members of Congress, I hope for you all, is, is good fodder in the sense of just, uh, you know, real life stories, the anecdotes you always hear in any political speech are based on these real world experiences people have.
2: So to build off of that, uh, talking about, for instance, the presidential election. That's a great example of some of the advocacy work that ACB is doing. Um, and to my understanding, from what I've perused, there's an advocacy page, but there are other pages as well. Can you kind of talk about the, the breakdown of what um, the website looks like, or the blog rather, and how people can kind of look at different segments, if that's the right word, Tony? Sure.
3: So now, I mean, the biggest part of our history at ACB was the virtual convention, the fact that we had to do something monolithically undone before, you know, never done before. Um, not just with us, but really people in the country. I mean, I, I'm watching the political conventions by both parties now, knowing they hire hundreds of people. And I'm like, we did this with 20 volunteers and, you know, 40 volunteers, maybe, and like, you know, some chewing gum and duct tape. And, and we rocked it. Um, so there's there's a page there on the convention and things post convention. Uh, there's the community page that we're, we're wanting to be pushing out stuff from the Facebook community because Cindy and her work, Cindy Hollis and her team have done outstanding work outstanding work in this whole launch of the community channel the network uh, the facebook page so the idea is cross-posting through community there's advocacy because that's you know uh, on behalf of speaking on behalf of people so uh, you know where can people go to find out what acb's voice is voices as an as official voice so there's the advocacy page um there's a stories page i think anthony might talk about it. he's working on origins i'll let him talk about that but, um, you know, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's in a sense, um, really trying to mirror, I think, what like the National Archive did when they launched the story court and really just capture as well a time capsule. So, you know, the stories mm-hmm. page, I hope will be a lot of that. And a lot of these voices are unique. Uh, so by all means, acbvoices.org, check it out.
2: I like the idea of calling it a time capsule. That's a really cool way to imagine it in our head that yeah we can go back in one year five years ten years and go back and literally take a peek at what acb has been doing and what our members have been saying and experiencing so i really like that that imagery to think about
0: and i think we're we will by far surpass saying seven times the blog web address of acbvoices.org <laughs> uh, tony for folks who have never blogged before. Uh, what recommendations do you have for them? How can they get involved? What are the
3: steps to submit a blog? So you can submit blogs to, um, I believe it's stories at acb.org. Um, and, and you could, if you have an idea, a concept for that, and one of us will be in touch with you to help, you know, if it's, it's I understand, you know, I'm horrible myself, with like grammar and things like that, as a blind person, it's my weak spot. But um, you know, help, help to make it presentable because nobody wants to be sort of embarrassed. But it, it's really, a blog is really anything. It's just the idea that it's a thread of thoughts, of comments, of stories, of archives, of there's images or videos. If you wanna do a video or an audio uh, story of yourself, uh, that stuff can be posted up there. We just did a thing for the charity yesterday we put up on the blog and, and Anthony did an interview with the two people for this charity campaign to raise money uh, by auctioning off these masks to like Hollywood stars. So that's up there as as, uh, as an audio. You know, you can use your iPhone and just record an audio story of yourself and experience. So there's really uh, the idea is that blog is to make it creative, and we'll help curate or we'll help um, edit. Uh, you know, not everything may be ready for the blog. There's a sort of a code of conduct in the sense of uh, you know uh, you know trying to to be positive and not too negative, uh, even though we can we can complain about things and talk about the hardships. But we don't want it to be visceral, you know, we want it to be a positive experience, um, and we want it to be real, don't get me wrong, but, but to do so in a way that's at least respectful, uh, because we are a diverse group, so we want to make sure that's, that's paramount as well. Mm,
2: That's great. Is there any other things that our members should be aware of with the blog, any words of advice, just any any takeaways? I know again, it's in its infancy, so we're still learning and and playing with it. But are, are there any words of wisdom, so to speak, you know, it's, that you give our members? It'll have
3: our social media icons at the bottom as well, where you can share it to your Facebook and share it to Twitter. So if you have Facebook, if you have other ways to share things, the thing about blogs is is it it's organic and it, it can go viral or it can it's it's there to be shared for the world. It's not to be a private lock and key diary. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, check out. If you like something, share it. Like it, hit the like button, and then share it as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Tony, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Advocacy Update and talking about the creation and the purpose of the acbvoices.org blog that is now available. Uh, Folks, check out. Please submit articles Tony or blog entries and Tony you said that stories at Mm acb.org great Um, and folks stay tuned next we'll hear from Anthony Corona and then Nat Radcliffe so plenty more on this podcast to come but before we kick it over to our conversation with Anthony I just want to say thank you to Sprint T-Mobile for sponsoring our podcast here in
3: 2020. Mm
2: -hmm. Thank you so much Tony.
3: My pleasure.
2: So welcome back, everybody. We're excited to talk to our second guest today. We're actually very fortunate to have three guests. So here is number two of number three. Um, So we have one of our very own ACB members um, and one of our own ACB interns this year. So Mr. Anthony Corona, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Well, hey everybody. Um, some of you guys might know me from Sunday Edition or Pride Connection, but I am the ACB Marketing, Communications, and Strategy Intern, and I am so happy to be so, and happy to be working on the blog, and happy to be here talking with Claire and Clark.
0: A man and member of ACB who needs probably no introduction. He's probably better known than you and I at this point, Claire, from... Probably. All of the episodes and conversations on Sunday Edition, uh, as well as Pride Connection. So, thank you for all the the work you do and the content you
1: generate for our ACB members.
2: Well, thank
1: you. It's it's my pleasure. Thank you. So we're here talking about the blog, right? Which I'm yeah. yeah. so excited. as we we're um. Yeah. So instead of, you know, saying relaunching, we're um, we're going with a hard launch push for September 1st. And we're really excited because with the soft launch, we got an idea of what kind of material, how we wanted to lay it out, what it would look like and things like that. And you guys are intimately familiar because there's a tab devoted specifically to advocacy.
2: That's right. So let's take a step back. We talked with Tony about what the blog is, but i just love to get a perspective from you before we start talking about like the structure and the different pages. Kind of from your own perspective, Anthony, what was the genesis of the blog? Kind of what, you know, started the conversation and what led to the, the idea? Again, we heard from Tony, but I want to hear your perspective. Where did this come from?
1: Well, when I when I came into ACB, you know, in a large way, a lot of members were already asking, you know, why don't we have a blog? Um, I there it can't really be spoken about without kind of mentioning the ACB Facebook community page, and um, you know, as the community calls were really gearing up and amping up, we realized that that the official channels of communication that we have for ACB are not only official, but they're also sort of, you know, things boom around back and forth and there's some overposting and where is the more chatty or, or group communication aspect for ACB. And it was like, well, Hey, you know, uh, let's get this community page up and running and let's really go for it with a blog. And that's sort of how it, it, it genesis when there was conversations behind the scenes with, with Tony and Eric and, and, um, what it could and should be.
2: Great. So what were some of the the hopes and you kind of alluded to it already, kind of with where it came from, from um, our community page, which, by the way, thank you for talking about that and plug for our ACB community page on Facebook. Everybody, please become a member. Um, Just this past week, we hit a 1000 members, which was pretty exciting. So we'd love everybody to get involved. Um, But kind of branching out from that, what were some of the hopes and dreams of of this blog, what are we hoping to see come from it? Um, I was often like to think, like, what will we see in six months, and then twelve months, and then on and on. What are what's the goal or the hope?
1: You know, I think it's it's kind of trifold, um, both on an organizational level and and for myself personally. You know, there's a lot of avenues of of communication within the organization and reaching outside of the organization. So. I'm, you know, personally hoping that the blog will end up being sort of the umbrella under which it all can fall and a lot of cross posting and cross pollination that would generate, you know, a good look globally for the organization. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we also have a lot of special interest affiliates, state affiliates, local chapters, et cetera, et cetera, where your voice can be heard, but on the national level. It's hard to communicate across, you know, one coast to another. Hawaii um, and and ACB Voices is a place where we can all communicate in a way and get to know each other and get to know each other's stories. You know, we're very, very much excited about the storytelling project that Tony Stevens uh, spearheaded and, and will continue to spearhead. And that'll be a page on the blog as well. So, you know, absolutely the voices to get to know each other. But then also to have an archive of our voices for various uh, cross pur- cross-purpose reasons, um, especially for advocacy, for grant writing, um, you know, to to be able to speak about subjects such as racial justice, diversity, uh, how you have been managing or not managing well COVID and your ne- your basic necessities to diabetics, to women in action. I mean, there's really no, there's no, um, there's no subject that falls under ACB that we don't wanna hear about on ACB Voices. And when we take our action and our work forward, we'll be able to go straight to the blog and on a hashtag or a page slash tab level go straight to this the relevant stories and be able to use anecdotal information to strengthen whatever the whatever the cause or um program that we're you know looking to to be a part of
0: anthony how is the blog similar or different than the communication channels we already have so you mentioned some of the you know, official business um commun- Uh, communication channels excuse me like the the acb list but we also have the braille forum the e forum acb radio the community events Um, what does the blog allow us to do or how does it help us amplify
1: what we are already doing well uh, you know like the facebook community page i'll plug it again because it has become an amazing amazing tool for um for acb and i'm so glad to have been part of the genesis of that as well you know it's searchable and you don't have to be in the acb communications hub already to find it um and that alone you know what we saw for convention and going virtual was that you know so many people came in for the first time ever and were so excited to be part of the programs that we're putting forth so the blog kind of builds on that idea first and foremost but also you know, it's a less formal means of communication. If you're having an issue with with something COVID related and you can't get your groceries delivered, for an example, um, anecdotal space to, to, you can write an article for the blog, get some feedback, get some peer support, let's hope. Um, But also, you know what form, what channel of communication do you put that to? You can send it, of course, to you, Claire and Clark, and they can, and you can give them some um, advocacy areas that they can go to. But this is a broader, more peer supportive motion, um, and also just it's the it it can be, and we hope it will become the one stop shop for ACB where we're courting fundraising we're courting advocacy measures recording new membership um you know or any of those it's the one stop shop you can look and see the whole of acb at a glance
2: so you started talking a little bit about the i like that you use the word courting um uh, advocacy or fundraising um From my understanding, at least, that kind of bleeds into the format of the blog a little bit. Is that correct? Am I understanding correctly that there are different pages, for lack of a better word, or what is the the outlay of the, the blog look like?
1: Pages, tabs, tags. Um... You know, I'm completely blind, so I can't tell you, you know, if it's yellow and black or green and red, but
2: none of you us. Know, the, can. Format,
1: <laughs> the format of it is is supposed to be as, you know, easy to use as possible. Um, but so that, you know, you don't have to wade through one of the things about the email list that unfortunately there's no way for us to to navigate right now. I mean possibly in the future, but you can't you can't bypass information. And the great thing with the blog is you can hit a tab and go straight to all of the advocacy pieces. You can hit a tab and go straight to the community channel, the community calls and stuff. Um, so that's, that's one great thing right there. It's structured that you can, if you think of it like Facebook, there's a main wall and then there's, you know, the subdivision groups or pages under the main wall.
2: Gotcha.
0: And Anthony, you've been creating some content for the blog and assisting with the editing. How has that been going this far?
1: <laughs> well, you know, as, as you guys know, that's you know my formal line of work. So I'm thrilled, beyond belief, to be able to provide some content to offer editorial direction. Um, I try not to do too much editing on anyone else's voice. Um, you know, obviously comments and punctuation and so on and so forth has to be and the formatting of it so that it reads with screen readers well. But, um, I, you know, I am available at any point in time to help guide someone who wants to write a blog piece and may not have, you know, um, experience doing that beforehand. I can definitely help along the way, but it's, it's been a lot of fun and it it takes my skill set and my passion at the same time. You know, when you marry both of those, I'm a very happy man. (laughs)
0: and have there been some posts that have spoken to you personally or that you've really enjoyed on acb voices thus far
1: well uh by the time this airs you might actually have it up but i wrote uh, um i'm in the process of editing it as we're recording this a blog about a blog article about protesting being low or no vision um and you know also the the um Differences of being a person of color, but not traditionally African American, um, being Southeast Asian, and and I learned a lot, and I understood far more than ever before how lucky I've been in life, both how I was the the family I was born into, but also the smarts and and taking what I had and trying to build upon it. So I'm 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 really excited for people to read that that posting.
2: So can we find out just a little bit abo- a little bit more about you? Like we said, you're probably far more well-known than the rest of us, but you did allude to the fact that your uh, career history included kind of this world of editing and journalism and the news. Can we just hear a quick like two-minute background on what, who Anthony Corona is and his background in this, this realm of work?
1: Yeah, I'll be real quick. Um, I started my journalistic career with the Village Voice, which is a world-renowned left kind of paper in New York City. Uh, Unfortunately, they're no longer in existence. I moved very quickly into the Associated Press, um, and within my first six months, they asked me to spearhead the changes in the entertainment division. Uh, So I was an entertainment writer and editor, and then at some point, the managing editor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also do a lot in the soap opera world. I freelance for soap opera digest and do two soap opera podcasts. So interviewing has always human interest has always been my, um, my passion, my, my favorite form of writing. And, uh, after I lost my eyesight and came to ACB, I wasn't sure that I'd ever be able to really utilize those skills. And lo and behold, a couple of months later, here I am. So here you are. thank you yeah. for asking.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. And then just one more blog question before we let you go here, Anthony, um, if ACB members or folks visiting the ACB Voices blog, uh, if there's an article that really speaks to them or invokes, uh, you know, an emotion or a stimulation and they would like to comment, is that allowed on the ACB Voices blog?
1: Oh my God, not only is it allowed, it's, it's wanted very much. It's, it's, it's encouraged. Please add your, you know, add your voice in whatever form. If something speaks to you, comment on it, share it. The more hits and, and I don't want to be too, uh, you know, too political, like I, I don't know what the right word is, but the more hits it gets, the better it is for the organization at large, the better it is for the blog. So please comment, share, open those discussions. And if you want to write pieces of your own and you don't feel confident enough yet to, to do it by yourself, please feel free to reach out to myself, Tony Stevens, Kelly Gast. Um, I think anyone on staff and anyone on the board would love to help you along the way. Don't let not having done it before hold you back from trying it now. We're one big family and we'd love to support each other in every way we can, especially on the blog.
2: That's great. So one last quick question, Anthony, are you having fun?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm having a great, if you can't hear it in my voice, then I'm doing something wrong. I'm having a blast. And please come see me on Sunday edition.
2: (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's great to get, you know, first hearing from Tony and now from you. It's so fun to hear kind of the inner workings of the blog and where it all came from and what you guys were thinking and now starting to see it really evolve and become what it is and I'm so excited maybe in a year from now we'll have you and Tony back to to hear you know where it is and what it looks like and how it's evolved over time so thank you so much for kind of starting this process with us and I know I'm excited to see where the blog goes
1: thank you so much me too I look forward to coming back
0: and everyone stay tuned our next guest will share her personal experience as an ACB Voices blog contributor.
2: Awesome. Well, welcome back everybody to the third installment of this episode of the podcast. Um I'm really excited we've had two great speakers, uh guests, whatever we want to call them so far. Um Tony and then Anthony, who are really just Anthony and Anthony. So I wish our third speaker was named Anthony too, cause that would be perfect. But alas, we do not have a third Anthony, but our third speaker is awesome and amazing. Um, so Nat, can you introduce yourself to everybody?
4: Sure, hi you guys. I'm Nat, not Anthony or Antonia. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, I am a 20 something year old college student who's majoring in communications and public relations and I just also happen to be an ACB member.
0: And now yes. you're fairly new to ACB. How did, how did you find out about ACB and what caused you to get involved?
4: So really it started at the beginning um, when the pandemic struck. I am a very anxious person who does not like, you know, routines being uh, messed up. So when that started, uh, I was very unsure of, you know, like how to cope with the pandemic and having to quarantine. And my friend Mika, who is also an ACV member, told me about these um, coffee socials that Cindy was doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I was there from like the very beginning (laughs) when it was only two days a week. And I... You know am a very shy person and she like coaxed me to come onto the calls and from day one i was just hooked and by april i called cindy and i said i want to be a member because i just felt at home in you know this small community and it's been amazing
2: that warms my heart i love that our community <laughs> yeah that's great Um, So let's talk a little bit about the blog, because that's what we've been talking about. So we have this awesome new member of ACB who we're super excited to have, who's already just jumped in and played a huge role in running our community events. So thank you for all your help, Nat. Um, But now you're also participating in something new to ACB that we've been talking about today on this episode of the podcast, um, our new blog. So Um, You are a very talented writer and you've actually submitted um, one of our posts to our blog. Can you talk a little bit about that and um,
4: you're interested in in participating? Sure. So um, I actually do a lot of blogging on my own and I I believe I wrote that post right before or during a national convention where Cindy asked me and a bunch of other people if we would like to host so I was doing a lot of the running back and forth um helping with different uh what do you call them sessions and things like that Mm -hmm. and I'm extremely you know I just felt extremely happy because I was able to help the community and help Cindy and help you know convention and just be a part of that so I just one day sat down and just started writing and You know, I just wrote about how I never really felt like I belonged anywhere until I first found Hamilton. (laughs) And then I found the ACB community and I've, you know, never looked back. And um, I submitted the piece because Cindy urged me to actually. (laughs) She called me and she said, you know, Eric and I talked and we really want you to submit this piece. Because I, I believe in the post, I did thank Cindy for just making me feel right at home and making me just fall in love with this community. And so mm-hmm. I did, and I was very, it was with a lot of trepidation because I was like, ah, no, I, nobody wants to read that. But, you know, it turns out people did.
2: That's great. Um, so you said you have a lot of experience in blogging. Can you kind of talk about that? Like, what's your background? How did you get into it? And, you know, are you excited about kind of the, the move over to ACB and having the ability to enter in your blog posts now in a totally different form, but similar, I'm assuming, to what you've done in the past?
4: Sure. Yeah, so I, um, be creating a blog was one of those things that I always had on my this year I'm going to do this it was a new year's <laughs> resolution that I put off for probably like six years and I got a guide dog and I thought maybe I should talk about you know my experiences as a guide dog handler which is how I cre- created the actual username that I use everywhere guide this way mm-hmm. <laughs> and what it evolved to was a whole like just website, you know, where I just write and talk about my experiences and it's not always guide dog related, but you know, my tagline is I contain multitudes. So Mm. we just always explore those multitudes. And now that I get to share that with, um, the ACB voices, I'm kind of like, I don't think you guys are ready (laughs) because I, you know, I just love to express myself, and I love that ACB has created this outlet for its members to express themselves. Mm.
2: Okay, totally a side step for a second, but because we're all guide dog
4: lovers, introduce your guide dog to everybody. Okay, so <laughs> I have a guide dog from Guide Dogs for the Blind in San Rafael. Um, his name is Dotson. He's a male golden retriever. He's four. Ooh. Very, very fluffy and lovable. And I'm stealing him. I mean, only if we can trade. I'll take too oh. for a day. Okay. There you go.
0: <laughs> Jay <DJ>, Claire. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Just for a day and then we'll switch back. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Nat, what does a, a blog allow you to do that a podcast or ACB radio show, articles for the Braille and E forum... Um, basically the other communication channels that are available through ACB, what does a blog allow you to do that those other communication channels do not?
4: Okay, so this is a really good question because I also podcast, but I definitely, there is that um, definite divide where I think for me, blogging allows me to sit and like just sit in my emotions and be able to figure out what I want to say at my pace and put that down on paper or, well, document. <laughs> whereas, you know, like a podcast like this, we're, you know, we're just talking and we could slip up and then have to re-record it. And it doesn't come off at least for me as authentic as, you know, as you want, whereas in my writing, I just, I write like I talk. And I'm very sarcastic and sassy, and I feel like in that way, people really, really get to just absorb what, you know, what the writer is saying, and what they mean, and just like the interpretations that come with it. Mm
2: -hmm. I like that. Um, So I feel like this is kind of a redundant question to ask then based on everything you have told us already, but do you enjoy the blogging process? Do you have fun? What is it? what does it do for you? Is it kind of a cathartic process or a
4: relaxing process or? So the funny thing is, is that um, some people would label me as a content creator and I'm just like, yeah, that's what I do, (laughs) but um, like I've always been told that I should write a story about my life, but I can, I, until this day, cannot sit down and like, okay, I'm going to write a book now, but what blogging does it for me, it's very, it's very cathartic. And it it really just lets me show the world like bits and pieces of myself, again, at my Mm. own pace, you know, and on my own time and on my own word. Mm. And um, I just feel like definitely blogging is something that has brought me a lot of joy, where... Yeah, and sometimes, but unfortunately, sometimes when stuff happens, like situations happen, um, I, you don't really get to, like blogging just doesn't feel like it does your emotions justice. So that's when I switched to podcasting.
2: Mm. Yeah. What's the name of your podcast?
4: So I do a podcast with my friend Mika. We started it in April and it's called A Teaspoon of Good. And it really, really focuses on just like good things that are happening in the world because you know the pandemic and everything that just happened and continues to seem to be happening. Um, And we really just focus on like good news, personal good news, worldwide good news. We play some games, and it's generally very fun discussion. And it's it's one of those things that I hope you know people look back on and they remember that they can still smile it's not all bad Mm. (laughs) i like that
0: i have a friend who's been sharing dog and otter photos and basically (laughs) any sort of baby animal photos on social media for those same reasons yeah
4: just to bring a smile
0: to people's face when things (laughs) seem pretty bleak Um, and nat you've certainly touched on this as well but if we could just wrap it up in a nice bow if there are folks out there who are considering uh, submitting a blog to acb voices what would you say to them
4: Ooh, good question um if i could honestly the best thing you can do is just try you know people are not going to turn your work away especially if you're being your authentic self and you're being honest and you're and if you could, you know, share about what, what is important to you, and what makes you, you know, what makes you happy, be it advocacy or community or honestly anything, because I feel like ACB, if anything, is that the place where you get to be your authentic self and in a world where that it does not feel, you know, it does not feel like authentic at all (laughs) you know every day i think it's really good to stick to that authenticity and if you want to submit a blog honestly just just do it like like nike literally just do it (laughs) because you know it'll bring you a lot of joy and sharing your thoughts and your feelings and things like that
2: Mm. kind of to build off of that um with our the the voice the blog being so new it's exciting to kind of ponder what it'll look like in a month in a year and so on and so forth so as somebody who has participated in the blog what are your hopes and dreams for the blog you know if you could you know wave a magic wand and see where it would be a year from now what would you hope to see come from
4: it um what I just honestly what I think about it as is I can't wait for it to just become like this catalog of every of disabled people's voices you know because for me a lot of people are. I have I literally did um, a live stream with a few friends that talked about ACB and a lot of people had a lot of questions like what is ACB about and I feel like ACB beyond the advocacy is about the community and about the people in the organization and if I could just be like well Look at ACB voices. These are the voices of our community members. And, you know, just pick a story from a disabled person who gets to tell their story because they were given this platform. That is something I am really, really looking forward to.
2: Oh, I have no doubt that when Cindy Hollis listens to this, her heart is gonna like swell up two sizes bigger. She's gonna love to hear it. <laughs> Great.
0: And that even though you've only been with ACB for a short period of time, I'm starting with the coffee chat community calls way back when, uh, becoming a member in April, developing into an amazing Zoom host during our convention and still with all of the community events each week, um, and now a contributor to the ACB Voices blog um there's uh something else that's going to happen pretty soon or that actually already has happened um about uh your involvement with acb can you share that with us
4: oh my gosh yes (laughs) i've really been wanting i've honestly been waiting to be able to share it but i um am technically going to be a staff intern for ACB is more particularly I will be the Membership Services uh, Admin Assistant and I get to help Cindy create you know these events and schedule things for our wonderful community and technically I I would get to call Clark my staff member my yes you know so that'll be really interesting And I am so, so excited and so, so grateful to ACB for giving me this opportunity because honestly, I really don't know where I would be without ACB.
2: Mm. I can't think of a better person for that position. So I'm very excited.
4: Thank you. I'm so (laughs) excited. Ah.
0: (laughs) And... And we know this is your first week, so thank you for joining us, for being a member of the ACB community and family, and now ACB staff. So welcome aboard!
4: Yay! Thank you. Did we get a shirt? Like, (laughs) like, you have to buy that. Oh well. (laughs) Well, thanks.
2: Well, thank you so much again, Nat, for speaking to us about, I mean, so many different things and learning about who you are and your background, um, but just hearing about your experience writing for our new blog, because um, I hope people get inspired and encouraged and excited about posting um, pieces. So um, we're talking to you, everybody out there. Please submit pieces. We want to hear from everybody. It's going to be
4: fun. Thank you guys so much for having me. This has been really fun.
0: As Claire said, thanks for joining us, Nat, and a big thank you to Tony Stevens and Anthony Corona for joining us as well. Again, the blog can be found via the acb.org website or just by going straight to acbvoices.org. Um, feel free to peruse, sort, search, find something that speaks to you, and by all means, please submit a blog of your own.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, as always, if you have any issues you'd like us to look into, you can always email us at advocacy at um, We definitely love to hear from you guys. We want to know what's going on. You're kind of our connection to the entire United States and even more. So uh, reach out, let us know what's going on and how we can help you guys. And Clark, what do we always say at the end of our podcast?
0: Keep advocating and keep blogging.